You're listening to the Charge Forward audio blog by Chargebacks 911, bringing you the latest in payments and fraud. To learn more about how Chargebacks 911 can help you reduce chargebacks and recover revenue lost to fraud, visit us online at chargebacks911.com. This episode is part of our Blogs on Tape series for audio learners and busy professionals. It is entitled Chargeback on a Credit Card and is read by George Turner. Credit Card Chargebacks. What is a chargeback on a credit card? Part 1. Why we tell consumers don't file chargebacks. There's never been a better time to be a consumer. Thanks to the internet, nearly everything you could want is as close as your phone or laptop. Merchants around the world are fighting for your attention. You, the buyer, have great power and influence over the e-commerce environment. But there's one aspect of credit card ownership you may not fully understand, and that lack of understanding is crippling businesses of all sizes. You see, businesses take a hit every time a buyer like you files a chargeback on a credit card purchase. There's a ripple effect, and merchants are desperate for you to recognize how your actions impact the economy in a big way. Part 2. What is a chargeback? A chargeback is a bank-initiated refund for a credit card purchase. Rather than ask the merchant for a refund, cardholders dispute the transaction by contacting the bank and requesting a chargeback. Chargebacks are not inherently bad. The idea itself comes from government officials deciding that credit card consumers needed a fallback option. There had to be a way for cardholders to retrieve money lost to fraudsters, identity thieves, and other unauthorized purchasers. And as a bonus, the threat of chargebacks also incentivized merchants to stick to fair above-board practices. So there are legitimate reasons for requesting a chargeback. When used correctly, chargebacks are a critical layer of protection between consumers and threats like identity theft. Unfortunately, many consumers don't use the process correctly. In fact, there are numerous occasions where cardholders may not be aware they're filing a chargeback at all. What cardholders often don't understand is that filing an illegitimate or unwarranted chargeback is basically the equivalent of cyber shoplifting. So as a public service, Chargebacks 911 presents this insight into what chargebacks are and what they're not. While we have consumers in mind for the following simplified view of chargeback usage, merchants might also want to share this info with employees and customers. Part 3. Chargebacks on Credit Card Purchases. Do's and Don'ts. Before you contact your bank to force a refund, here are some hints concerning the correct use of chargebacks. First, you can request a chargeback if you legitimately suffered at the hands of a dishonest merchant or one with bad business practices. For example, by not displaying contact information or failing to acknowledge your requests, a business could make it impossible for you to gain a traditional refund. Whether this is intentional or simply bad customer service, a chargeback might be the only option available. The other situation where a chargeback is valid is in provable cases of criminal fraud. If a hacker gained access to your personal information, then used it to make purchases in your name, you could be entitled to a chargeback. 
Now, having said that, these are not situations where you should automatically call the bank. In both scenarios, there are advantages to not filing a chargeback, even if it's warranted. In the case of a security breach, for example, the bank will almost always take care of matters without you needing to do anything. It's also good to understand that the chargeback cycle is very time-consuming. It can take several months for a chargeback case to be settled because the merchant has the right to contest your accusation. If things escalate to arbitration, it could drag on even longer. More on that in a bit. Ultimately, chargebacks are troublesome for everyone involved. That's why filing a chargeback should always be your absolute last resort. Only contact the bank if you have no other options available. Now let's talk about the improper use of chargebacks. Because it was not designed around e-commerce, there are loopholes in the system that allow chargebacks to be deliberately used for illegitimate reasons. Here are some examples. 1. Contacting the bank seems easier. Few people enjoy dealing with a customer service department. If filing a chargeback seems quicker and easier, it might be tempting to try it out. In reality, however, most merchants want to retain your business and will do all they can to resolve issues quickly. 2. Buyer's Remorse This is when you regret making a purchase but don't want to actually return the goods or canceled service. If you keep the merchandise and get a refund, that's not a refund. It's theft. 3. A family member used your card. Even if you didn't know about the purchase, if a member of your household uses your card, the transaction is still your responsibility. You have no right to call the bank and say it was an unauthorized purchase. 4. You're confused about refund options. Some illegitimate chargebacks are just a result of a misunderstanding. You may call the bank for an explanation, but if they think you're asking for your money back, they may initiate a chargeback. It's one more reason you should always contact the merchant first. 5. You don't remember making the purchase. It's easy to forget one particular transaction, but if you have any doubts about a purchase, it's important to contact the merchant directly. A simple inquiry can save everyone a lot of hassle. Part 4. What happens when chargebacks are issued? Both consumers and merchants ultimately pay the price for chargebacks. Look at some of the potential negative impacts each chargeback has. 1. The merchant must pay high, non-refundable fees for every chargeback filed. Even if you later realize the chargeback was filed in error, the damage will already have been done. 2. If a business receives too many chargebacks, the bank may revoke the merchant's ability to process credit card payments. If that happens to an online business, it will likely be forced to close. 3. Some companies play hardball when it comes to chargebacks. Take Sony, for example. If a PlayStation subscriber files a chargeback, the company automatically terminates the account and permanently bans the user. 4. Chargebacks increase overall costs. To compensate for lost revenue, merchants are forced to raise their prices, meaning you pay more for goods. 5. There's a chance the chargeback will be overturned. As we said, merchants have the right to dispute chargebacks and fraudulent ones can be reversed. You'll be charged for the original transaction a second time and may even face administrative fees or other penalties. 
Six, if the bank even suspects you're filing invalid chargebacks as a means of cyber shoplifting, they could simply close your account with no warning. Your credit score can also drop, making it harder to get additional credit in the future. Part 5. The Role of the Responsible Cardholder As a cardholder, it's your responsibility to make sure your account is being used honestly. If you don't recognize a charge on your statement, don't automatically assume it's fraud. Consult household members who may have access to the card to see if someone authorized it without your knowledge. You should also contact the merchant in question to verify the transaction. It's possible that you've simply forgotten to purchase. Read the terms and conditions carefully before buying anything. Don't click Accept if you don't actually agree to the policies. Before you request a chargeback, double-check what you originally agreed to. Cancel subscription services long before the next billing cycle hits. The process could take a while, so give the merchant plenty of time to terminate your agreement. When requesting a refund, give the merchant a reasonable amount of time to process the refund before assuming fraud is involved. Finally, decrease your fraud risk by adhering to credit card best practices. Don't let anyone borrow your card, keep personal information safe, and shop on secure sites with a secure Wi-Fi connection. We also strongly recommend that consumers sign up for services like MasterCard Secure Code and Verified by Visa. On behalf of e-commerce merchants everywhere, we have a simple request. Please don't abuse the chargeback process. Filing a credit card chargeback should only be used in legitimate situations and only as a last resort after all other options have been exhausted. Remember, your actions have severe consequences for everyone involved, including you. If you'd like help securing a refund for a credit card purchase, we recommend eConsumer Services. They work as a third-party arbitrator between cardholders and sellers, helping consumers recover their funds. You can find them online at eConsumerServices.com.